0: Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Marcus Pasquitz with Real Max and thanks for tuning in to the Real Max Tailgate Talks podcast. Today on the podcast, we have an audio excerpt from one of our past webinars.
1: Everybody, I'd like to introduce Ray Daniluk, our first speaker of the evening from Banana Hill Farm in Elk Point, Alberta. Is that the correct location? You
0: bet. Yep. Perfect.
1: <laughs> Great. Why don't you kick it off, Ray?
0: Well, I guess I'll start off by uh, just saying that, uh, you know, t- just I'm going to talk a little bit about my experience with uh, raising cattle and uh, with Rio Max or Real Nutrition. Uh, we've been farming for approximately uh, 50 years, so I got 50 years experience, if that means anything. Uh, we have two. Uh, Approximately 250 cow-calf pairs, operation 60 uh, replacements of uh, purebreds and uh, also commercial. And uh, so what happened traditionally, what we did is uh, farm uh, gave the, I guess what we could call it, the typical uh, nutrition for for cattle. You know, we'd give them uh, hay that we put up every year. We'd give them a little bit of grain and uh, everything seemed to uh, roll by all the time. Good pasture, good hay. And uh, in about uh, 2011, I believe, and 2012, we lost uh, a couple calves to uh, coccidiosis, And of course, that Kind of gave us a little bit of a concern and trying to figure out what we were going to do. Uh, in 2013, we lost eight calves, so we we had to do something. And typically, as I said, we just fed a little bit of uh, uh, vitamins and uh, and uh, uh, minerals, and everything was good. So uh, I guess our solution was to go to uh, to feed rominsin. so we started to feed Romanencin with uh, minerals and vitamins with roll with rolled grain. Uh, I would suggest that it wasn't uh, really uh, effectively utilized because of the uh, the mineral settling mineral and rominsin and everything else settling to the bottom of the trough. And the cows would lick off the top of the grain and leave uh, everything else behind. If you tried to put romansin on uh, free choice, that didn't work very well either. So uh, it, it helped, I believe, to control some of the coccidiosis, but it wasn't exactly what we were, we were after. Uh, we then also were, started to swath graze the corn. And the concern to have a balanced, uh, protein and an adequate calcium, uh, I would say gave us some, uh, some challenges. So, uh, for two or three years, and, uh, I had heard of, uh, you know, real nutrition in uh, Calgary at a conference that I was at, uh, we tried to, uh, uh, to research, uh, what real nutrition was trying to do. And, uh what they were, I'd say, what they were after uh, and what they had to offer. Sorry. I really wasn't convinced at that time by the, uh, by the representative that, uh, that came out. And, uh, you know, he had some good literature, but uh, the one thing he wanted for us to do is to buy a, a full truckload of, uh, of tubs. I wasn't about to buy a full truckload of tubs. And uh, and I remember him calling one time and he says, well, you know what, we can send you half a semi because if we find somebody else that'll take it, then everything will be all right. Well, I still wasn't willing to do that because that was a big investment to try to use uh, the Rio Nutrition tubs without really any experience of results. So when uh, Mistle Seeds started up, uh started to to sell it uh, really made it manageable for uh, for us at least that's that's kind of the way that i I felt. So I have used the tubs for uh, for a couple calving uh, seasons. I've had no coccidiosis in the calves, and I'm not using romensin, by the way uh, no uh, no calcium deficiencies. Uh, or problems in the cow herd, and I felt it was a much uh, better method of delivery than uh, than previously. Uh, I make it uh, available to the cows and the calves year-round, and I think for me, that was a key. Uh, you know, the tubs, I believe, uh, uh, have to be, you know, someplace in where the cows are. I found that calves uh, lick the tubs uh, rather... You know, especially right after they're born, or that first month or month and a half, I found that calves uh, went to lick the tubs rather than licking uh, dirt manure in the spring, and that was kind of, uh, I think, very important to me as far as the healthiness of the of the calf herd. I, uh, I one one thing I should mention that I uh, I especially increased the number of tubs after calving and into breeding, because if they're out in the pastures, I want to make sure that uh, the cows walking around, that they'll see a tub someplace. And so the cows and calves have better, uh, better access. And, uh, the reason that I did that is I really wanted to make sure that the breeding success rate, uh, improved, which it did. And I was, uh, was very impressed that I was able to tighten up the breeding uh season or the calving season and uh, it made uh, it made a big difference for me so having those tubs available uh was was uh was uh, you know a, a major importance uh i think one of the most important things that i'd like to talk about and it's probably not talked about enough and that's that the calves got used to licking the tubs in the pasture and uh, they continued to lick the tubs uh after weaning so when we wean the calves and we put them in the corrals uh the real only common kind of item that they have inside the corrals are those tubs so it was very interesting to see you wean the calves and, uh, so they're stressed out a little bit. What do they do? They go straight to the tubs. And, uh, so that to them was a fam- familiarity and, uh, the calves were healthier. I haven't had any sick calves after weaning. Uh, they really, uh, went on to, uh, to, uh, to feeding if I can say, or into the weaning process. So that worked out uh, very well for me. And so, it's kind of funny you see all the co- all the cows are bawling and the calves are uh uh you know eating hay and licking tubs so but uh, the cows um the cows eat or lick the tubs as uh, as needed uh i think that and i see that there's less consumption there's no waste uh and really there's more value i've used all kinds of different tubs uh previously and i felt that uh, sometimes the uh cows were just trying to eat the uh the contents of a tub instead of uh licking for nutrition so in essence i'm using a lot less than i would if i when i was using the other the other tubs Now, of course, uh, as everyone knows, the cost is uh, the cost is higher, and uh, so you have to rationalize things out. And I feel that it's cheaper; it's cheaper for me to use these tubs than it use than it is to use uh, the other tubs. and And I guess in closing, I would just say, uh, you know, you you'd be a fool to uh, to pay the price. Of a real tub, if you didn't get the results, and uh, you know, I'm a kind of a cheap bugger, and uh, I think at the end of the day, uh, I feel that uh, they really have uh, they really have value. So, I'll take any questions about how we do things and what's what is done for us.
1: And as long as everybody else can hear me, then I'm no, I'm good. But um, I was just going to say thank you so much, Ray, for for sharing with us. If it's okay with you, if you're okay with staying on till the end, I think we'll try to do questions at the end. However, if you can't stay on the whole time, we'll make room for it now as well.
0: Okay. Nope. Yeah, no problem.
1: Great. Thanks so much. Hey, one thing that you mentioned was was tightening your breathing season, and I felt like that tied directly into our theme of the night with third trimester nutrition. Maybe not directly, but indirectly, because when we talk about third trimester nutrition, We're talking about the nutrition of both the cow and the calf. When that cow's nutrient requirements are met, their mineral requirements are met during the third trimester, they're coming into calving so much more prepared. And when they're more prepared at calving, they're going to clean better. You're going to have a less stressful calving season on yourself, and they're going to be ready to breed back better. And that's exactly what's going to tighten up that calving window.
0: Well, hopefully you all enjoyed that. We have these free webinars on a monthly basis and would love to have you live to enjoy the entire webinar and ask questions. To get signed up for our upcoming webinars, head on over to reomax.net slash events to get in on our next event. If you're enjoying what we've got to offer on the Reomax Tailgate Talks podcast, I'd encourage you to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. I look forward to next time and you guys have a good one.